Okay, uh, welcome back. This is I'm Sasha, the Catalyst, your host. And today I have with me a very special guest. Her name is Juliet and Juliet Stapleton, and she is an online visibility strategist. And she just released a new book. I'm so excited to have you on the show and to talk about thing, all things human design strategist. And so I have learned a ton from you about um, as a projector, what it means to be visible. Your book was so insightful. I read spe- specifically turned to the page about projectors and visibility when it came out the other day, because I was like, I know that she has that special niche about projectors. And so I was really blown away by that chapter, by the way. And so thank you so much for your contributions to the online world. I appreciate it so much. And thank oh, you for Sasha, being on the thank show. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank yeah. you so much. What an introduction. And I love it. You know, projectors are such a diverse type. Uh, we are so different even to each other, but we are able to guide each other, I think, more than other types can guide us. We can take other things from other types. Um, and I think it's not just in marketing or visibility, just generally in life. We, we can yeah. pick and choose. But when it comes to guidance and really seeing, it's the projectors that see each other mo- the most, I think. I agree. Uh, and I was actually explaining to another projector just the other day that sometimes I get sad. Not, I don't know. It used to be bitterness, but it's becoming more understanding and just sad because I don't always feel as seen by other types as I do by other projectors, if that makes sense. And so I always go into these relationships where I'm really focused on that person. And then I remember that they're not really able to see me back the same way. And I don't feel that way with projectors. So it's really nice. We kind of need each other. <laughs> It's you know what's interesting. You you mentioned you're a six two. So for the six, uh, the perfection in relationships in the other is a big big theme. And so of course you know this is going to be what you just said. It just resonates with that so much because if you don't find that you are as a projector, you need you need to feel like you're seen and recognized. So that multiplies with that need yeah. to have perfect relationships and the disappointment of the line six that can happen. You know with this and and it's so so interesting. I. Uh, I actually find that both of our profiles uh, are very introspective, like six twos here mm-hmm. to be perfect within themselves. So not to be perfect as in some sort of generalized perfection, which doesn't exist, but right. be perfect in their own expression. And so it's a very about me um, sort of type of energy. Same with me. You know, for me, it's all about like my own perspectives and researches. And in a way, I call it selfish marketing, selfish showing up. It doesn't matter if they see you or not. The right ones will always see you and I over years I really right. trained myself to just feel that way but I hear you I hear you about yes. feeling sadness mm. yeah yeah no that's great um so the podcast that I host is actually called human design for parents and kids so I want to start off by saying if as a one three um splenic projector if you could go back in time and just and you know human design wasn't known yet when we were children um not to date you you're very young <laughs> and, I'm but, 46 so yeah, I've been I'm, around <laughs> I didn't know we were the same age. I'm going to be 47 in a few days. Uh, so it's, yeah, exactly. So, but when we were kids, there was, there, I mean, there was hardly any pop psychology even about how to raise kids. It was pretty much Dr. Spock and that was it, you know? So what could you, if you could go back and not that your parents did anything wrong, cause it was all for a good reason, but, um, but if you could go back and give them the gift of human design, what would you have asked them as a child to do differently with you? 
Oh, the biggest thing I would ask my parents is to give me space. Mm. Uh, I grew up with a generator and a manifesting generator, emotional manifesting generator. My dad with a lot of rage, um, a lot of interfering to my personal space and uh, not understanding my need to be alone as a projector, as a one three. I, mm. I, I remember the biggest scandal we had at home was because I was closing the door into my room and wanting to be alone for a few minutes. Mm. And, and it just didn't sink in. So if I had to go and guide them on how to parent a, a projector, a one three is to understand that I need my own space to just and 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 actually to be alone to to um, flush this energy this generator's energy that I was constant I was bouncing off walls as a child mm -hmm. living with my sister is also a generator so living with these three sacrals um, mm -hmm. you know in a small one bedroom apartment so it was tough you know but that was the biggest the biggest the first thing that comes to mind yeah definitely I, my youngest is a projector and he is so conditioned by his older brothers that like if I try to suggest that he spends some time by himself he's like what I would never do that and then so it's helped me to just like let's go read a book together and just we go to a different room and then both of our sacrals can discharge a little bit and get some quiet time together but he he's also only five so he just thinks that his older brothers are everything <laughs> but you're right it's hard to um I remember I uh ended up running away from home in high school because I, I like I just had to get away from all that heavy energy in my house you know I just whatever and I was gone from home or I you know even when I still lived at home, I would be in a lot of thing and a lot of activities away from the home just to get away from the, the sacral conditioning. And I didn't know that that's what I was mm. trying to do. So that's really cool. Okay. So, um, I know a lot of the listeners in my audience are also um, entrepreneurs, they're mompreneurs or solopreneurs and just with various businesses, not all of them are in human design. And so I would just love to give you a chance to talk about their, your expertise, if you don't mind. I would love to hear some of your wisdom that you have for, for, especially for people beginning in their business. I think that the economy is rough in the world and people just want need to be successful right now, probably more than ever. So what well, would, what would you like to talk about? Yes, I want to first very quickly redefine the what when we're talking about success, what it is, mm -hmm. is it material success? Is it, you know, recognition? What is success for you? It's very important to ask yourself that question. And then based on the answer, you will already get clearer of what are you doing here with your business? Because some people start their businesses for financial gain. Some people start their businesses for self-expression. Some people start their businesses to see, be feel, uh, to feel seen and recognized and not feel sad that you're just surrounded with people that that don't appreciate you, you know, so there's very, very different yeah. motivation. I think when you're starting, it's very difficult to um, uh, determine what, what are you motiva motivated by, because of course you want the money and, and it's nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with saying I want financial successes. But when you're starting as well, it's just there's so much noise in the marketing and, and business coaching, especially industry, uh, everybody will tell you how to make money in like 90 days. And, and I can tell you, this is all a lot of lies. And we have to be, you know, we have to, to wake up from this weird dream we're in, where we believe these things and, and, and start thinking as adults who know life is not so easy and it's not so fast that things happen. And even like we're parents, right? We know how, how long it takes a kid to walk and talk. And, and right. this is just another kid we have, and we have to allow it to find its way to, to start walking 
walking and to bump into things and to fail a little bit, you know, to fall right. down on their heads. And this is what happens. It's so normal. When you treat your business as right. your child, then you understand that, you know, the frustration that comes that things don't work out is, is sort of something that is not real. You're not allowing things to unfold sometimes. And of course, it's right. unclear. You know, it's like when you have a baby and this baby is small, how clear you can you be what it's going to be like? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I mean, you can project I, it. You can project a lot of expectations on them, but you're right. Part of the fun is getting to know them for who they are and letting that unfold in its own process. But I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. I was just excited no, it's about okay your point. <laughs> yes. And we had this really, and I started laughing uh, because we, just before we started recording this, um, I mentioned that I am a, a mother of one child. My child is now 23 and uh, she is absolutely fantastic child. She's always been, even as a baby, a textbook child. Now, of course, I'm going to take credit for creating routines and all these kind of things. But truly, she had great, great personality. And also me and her in our human design, our communication um, is really perfect. You know, we're kind of like in our in, in the way we communicate. I don't have anyone in the world. I never had once an argument with my daughter ever. Oh. You know, we are just so, so aligned. But I also know that as a projector, maybe I've given her so much space, uh, her private space growing up. And, and I try and, you know, guide her without a, without forcing things on her. But Long mm -hmm. story short, and I always, I always said I had a golden child, I have a perfect child. Everybody else said that too. But then I always didn't want another child because I, I didn't want to mess up on the second <laughs> one. I already had a good one. And that's exactly the same thing with the expectation, you know, things working out. You kind of like, oh, I don't know what the other one's going to be. And with the business and marketing, it's kind of, it's, it's very, very similar when you're just starting. And I actually specialize uh, in working with people who are, uh, solopreneurs who who have a dream who have a vision and who are working from home i don't necessarily market myself as someone who works with say mompreneurs or parentspreneurs i understand it's a very very busy life you know but it doesn't actually matter as long as you prioritize in a way that um your business doesn't become something that you do at the very very end of you know the line of of things that you have to do we it's all about priorities i think that this is a good point here to say you know mm -hmm. i work with a lot of people who say I'm in a full-time job. I have no time to run my business. And then they complain that the business is not growing. But it's all about how you think about it. You can still be in a full-time job or be a full-time mom, but it's how you prioritize your business and how you, you prioritize that dream. So you mm -hmm. do all that stuff, you still do it full-heartedly, but then you come to do the business. And the business is where, you know, it's like the if you're if you're planting a seed for an amazing, amazing, beautiful plant, and you're just like every day, you're like around it and you're trying to you know, we're trying to give it life. That's what you're doing. It's going to take a very long time to to see any sort of leaves, right? Imagine like if you're trying to plant mm -hmm. a seed and then wait it grow. And, and then you have to nurture it, you know, because it can, you know, it could be too cold or too hot or whatever. And that's right. what's happening. But it's about your love. And and I know a lot of people, I don't know if you're into gardening. I'm not. I'm just looking I at am. my mom who is. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you are. And, and it's like this obsession about, you know, really nurturing this plant. Well, take that and put that in your business because your business is like that plant. Something you think is going to take 90 days can take three, four, five years. And it's fine. Mm -hmm. It's okay. And it's good to sometimes know, and this is maybe my spleen. I'm a splenic projector, so I have this splenic trust in 
you are in the right place at any time you're in the right place where you should be because maybe something you need to figure out now maybe that you need to make a little mistake here so you know that this doesn't work so you're there constantly in this uh, world of figuring things out i think where human design really helps uh, is it gives you uh, red flags right so mm -hmm. if, if you're a projector it tells you listen you know if you start like initiating if you start tapping people on their shoulders there's a lot of these kind of assertive uh, marketing tactics it might not work but there's also sometimes you can feel that somebody sees you and in that yeah. moment you can ask in that moment you can tap them on the shoulder and because they already open to you there's this energetic invitation of course there are all the important things for projectors specifically like the massive things they need to be through a formal invitation those are the most aligned things but then right again, with recognition not just any with recognition right. yeah of yeah. course no but but yeah but even people who recognize here's the thing even people who recognize you and they invite you if you have to check in with your authority if it's the right mm -hmm. invitation for you still it's not about us like it's not about that you have to just sit there hoping somebody will invite you and then jump in at any opportunity because you'll just get disappointed because you sometimes don't check in with yourself and right. it's a process right but right. At, while you're doing that uh, the waiting for all that is a very active process so mm -hmm. for me and and this is why i wrote this book on marketing and human design because it's all about focusing within and starting to express what you're about and it doesn't have to be you don't have to you know know your tagline or elevator pitch <laughs> those things don't sell anyway or they don't attract clients anyway it's about talking uh, and and here's where human design gives you a little bit of a direction. Uh, first of all, as an energy type, it might give you a direction where when you're ready to share. So projectors, we get drawn by something like we get studying mm -hmm. like some sort of system, and then like we can, excited, we can feel mm -hmm. yeah, there's this kind of excitement. And then for, depending mm -hmm. as well, I have a lot of collective circuitry, so for me, it's like oh, I have to share this with the world. Right, I do Even too. Though <laughs> it's a personal thing, right? But mm -hmm. you're kind of like oh, you know. But but sometimes and sometimes then you don't have anything to share. You have a, either you're resting in your rest period, you recharge, and it's also being kind to yourself to understand that these are these periods where you don't need to share anything. So when you've shared something good, saved it, uh, repurpose it, right? I love <laughs> some automation tools that allow us to repurpose things, I you know, that. recurring posts, because mm -hmm. this is what, what gives us breathing space. And then yeah, we can totally. rest and then we can get drawn into, oh, we can go study. Sometimes when I'm tired, I actually start studying something else oh. or get back to what I dropped and I re-energize myself. And then as I study, I'm like, oh, I want to talk about this. Straight away, I'll go and, and create some sort of piece of content that then will go into the bank of things that I repurpose. So I have yeah. a lot of space. And that's what it's a really good attitude to have. If you are mm. a manifesting generator, you might be, you know, uh, interested in so many things, you know, not that you are multi in have multiple interests. A lot of other people also know different types also can be multi-passionate. Right. So I'm multi-passionate. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Oh my God. I'm a jack of all trades. Like whatever trade is there, except for yeah. cooking <laughs> and accounting, <laughs> but, but except for and gardening. So, but, but anyway, some trades I'm a jack of all <laughs> and some I'm not. But the point is that, that when, when you're a manifesting generator, you will be also jumping from one thing to another. And mm -hmm. I see in business how manifesting generators really struggle and they're like, oh, I have to block the two hours to uh, create my content and I don't have this time and you don't need two hours, right? Start, start, write two sentences down, run around and do something else, then come back and, and write more until yeah. you, while you have this energy, until it stops when the energy is not available, go away. Uh, you have an inbuilt mechanism 
mechanism in your body that says, I have the energy. I don't have the energy. I have, follow this, follow this wave. You're like right. surfing these, these waves. I'm not talking about emotional waves now. That's a different conversation. No, but, but that's right. And so, you know, when you, when you, um, sort of are aware of this, then you're okay when you don't have the energy. That's the, for any type, when we don't have the energy for whatever reason it is, right? It's good to be aware. And that's what human design does, I think. It says, mm -hmm. you know, this is how you can handle things. Like you're a manifesting generator. You're a great juggler. You're juggling balls. You can't just focus on one ball for two right. hours. The rest will all fall. So juggle away. Yes. And if you're a, a regular, just a pure generator, you know, that you can, you can focus on the process you will be doing. My mom is a generator, you know, and I remember once she was working in a Korean restaurant. She was an accountant and uh, she got this little special, like a Julienne grader. Ah. And and she made this, what she called Korean salads. We ate them for almost a year every day. She was so into the process of making this Korean salad. And so this that is, is but such allow a generator yourself. thing to do. That's awesome. <laughs> but it's good to have that and own it, you know, like, yes. oh, I love doing this. And then when you stop doing it, it's fine, you know, don't do it. So it's the same in your business. Yes. You don't have to handle too many things at the same time. Just focus on one step until you master it. Then it becomes second nature or you've, you know, you've done mm -hmm. everything you could with it. You can move on. You don't have to have it all and then get overwhelmed, frustrated and not start at all. That happens right. too, you know, with generators. And I know like, you know, a yeah. third of the world, uh, two thirds of the world is generator type. So this is very relevant to you. And, mm -hmm. and manifestors, you know, thinking that, oh my God, everybody says you're a trailblazer, you're a trailblazer. And they're like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just a nice person. I don't know. I don't want to be trailblazer here. <laughs> but the truth is that, that they do have this sparkles so of the true. ideas. And, and, and for them, it's important that they uh, inform other people how to inform them. That was the biggest kind of thing that mm -hmm. I observe in manifestors. It's not about you just telling what you're going to do and it feels like you have to ask for permission. No, it's about you telling me what's your preferred me method for me to deal with you. And yes. that's how you're informing. Then you can do things and nobody's going to try and control you because you just feel so, you know, unpredictable and people that's right. the reaction for them. They, they want to control you. They want to be in your way. It's like weird that you're so, you know, so it's awareness of these things. It's so cool Love because it. in business, you can become successful, whatever definition of success is, but there's no one way. I think mm -hmm. if the alternative name uh, had to be made for this book or created for this book that I wrote, it would be, there is not the right way. That was my working title because <laughs> there's so many ways you can do the business, whichever way you want, and it's going to be right for you. And that's the most important thing, I think, because yes. when you feel good in your business, then you feel energized. Everything else mm -hmm. also gets energized because your business is where you're expressing yourself. So you can be a mom, you can be, you know, family maker, you can be whoever you are, full-time job, whatever it is, but you can also express yourself and business can be that channel. So it's not just about right. other people or sales or helping them. It's about who you are through this business. And I think that this is really, really good. Like I call it selfish marketing. It's really, <laughs> really good. You look within, you then start, you know, lighting your light or getting in the zone or, or you know, following mm -hmm. that ignition within or just reflecting on the world, you know, so whatever type you are. And it's just so interesting that, that there is no one way and you can be rest assured you're figuring out your way. You do not need yes. to feel bad that somebody else is more successful. You don't know the full picture. You don't know the details. And in fact, that claim might not even be true. So always <laughs> like we are adults. We need to remain adults and, and, right. and a bit sober in this and just, just follow, um, you know, just follow the road. Follow yeah. that road. It'll I love you. that. And I love that you used a gardening metaphor for the business because I actually use that metaphor for parenting too. And I 
could swear it was just a couple of days ago. I don't remember who I was talking to, but I said, you know, I wonder if sometimes we just put too much pressure on our business. I mean, you would never dream of asking your two-year-old to support you financially, right? <laughs> but, we often, it's true. but we often ask our businesses when they're only two years old to to give us full-time support. And, um, and then taking, like you said, the responsibility of that. I don't parent as a hobby. I parent as a priority. And, and I, so we often will treat our businesses like just a really fun hobby and not take it seriously enough. And I don't, by serious, I don't mean, like you said, I don't mean things that are draining the energy and making us feel like this is a chore, but just being consistent, whether, whatever consistent means for you, like you said, I, and I love your working title. That would have been fabulous. So we are out of time. If, uh, if you want to spend a minute telling us. How- oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Sasha. So mompreneurs and lovely ladies, I would love to get in touch with you. Uh, go to Julie at stapleton.com you will see everything there there is a very short um training on you just introducing like the energy types and also profile lines which Mm -hmm. that's where the brand voice that's the angle of expression um you can also read uh, most of it in the book the book you can get on amazon it's called on marketing and human designs like my contemplations i'm a one three you know i'm not teaching anything i'm just talking about it (laughs) and and uh, (laughs) yes there's a free course on my website as well if you go into the menu you will find it it's all there and yeah. you know just take it from there and- thank you so much for being here Juliet